It's been over a year now since In The Key Of Q launched. In our archive, you can find over 50 interviews of queer musicians from around the world and hear their music from rap Unaware of my proclivities to self-sabotage to country soul and rock. These episodes are available on the main feed. You can access them via the website at inthekeyofq.com or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to In The Key Of Q. And before the program gets going, I just thought it might be useful to clarify a couple of things. One of my guests today is known by the stage name of Ethereal, but within the program is often referred to as Yui by the other guest. Also, in her past, Yui underwent a gender transition. If we could all just be aware about each other's mental health and not look down on each other, then we can actually learn to get on with each other. This is In The Key Of Q, featuring musicians from around the world who inspire my queer identity. Everyone is welcome to the conversation, whatever beautiful identity pleases you. Music helps us feel connected, feel heard, and know that we are not alone. This program is made possible thanks to the financial support of listeners like you over at patreon.com slash in the key of Q. And remember to join the conversation across socials using the hashtag queer music. I'm Dan Hall. Come on in, sit down, and be heard. This week, I'm delighted to welcome the group Ethereal and the Elevated, a duo who produce beautiful, imagination-inducing sounds, echoing Anthony and the Johnsons, Portishead, and London Grammar. Welcome to Ant O'Donnell and Ethereal. Hello. 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 Thank you. Thanks Hello. for having us. Yes, yes, thank you. We're a, we're a, a trip-hop uh, duo, and if you're not uh, aware of what trip-hop is, we're very happy to be um, known as glitch-pop or uh, ambient electronica. We're just absolutely, um, simply just uh, out of this world of music. And can you tell us about how you guys came together? And that was actually through the first um, lockdown. It was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. It was It was. It was the second lockdown. Actually, um, I've, I've I've been in various bands over the the past twenty five years. Um, recently, just um, sort of come back from having a ten year hiatus while I were doing other things got back into it and long story short I just put the message out on Facebook asking if there was any singer-songwriters out there that wanted to put some um, some uh, vocals and write some words to some of the songs I'd wrote musically and then we just partnered up from there didn't we? Yeah we did mm-hmm. For me personally I've tried quite a lot of different art forms um, and nothing expresses yourself like mm. music does, and it's therapeutic as well. Mm. I mean, like I'm, I'm also autistic, so um, in the beginning, I, I, I thought that art was the only way that I can express myself and learn how to express myself. 
until I found out that I can I can I can uh, play instruments and sing as well. For those people listening who don't understand what what autism is, how does that express itself with you, Ethereal? It's to do with complications and in 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 uh, interacting with with other people, especially in in um, in in certain situations. But isn't performing and being an artist throwing yourself into all sorts of very frontward-facing conditions, which which might be incredibly challenging? It's helping me to it's helping me to express myself better and and be more sociable with people. You know. The thing is, I think everybody feels a butterfly mm. in the stomach before they go on stage. I mean, I'm still not very good at, uh, at compliments and criticisms, but hey. Mm. I don't but think anybody I, is. I'm shit mm. at taking criticism. I really am. <laughs> I, I just fly off the handle. Here's, your, here's, here's, um, here's my uh, compliment for you. Very nice beard, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a scruffy mess. <laughs> now I want to wind you guys back a little bit. Could you share with our listeners uh, a moment from your childhood that you felt was really pivotal in making you who you are today? This isn't a particularly happy thing, but I suppose it's when I got beaten by my stepdad up the street when I was eight years old. Um, <laughs> that, just, that still has a knock-on effect on who I am and how I am about myself today. Mm. You know, But then, you know, there's lots of moments that I think make you who you are and what you are. And, you know, one can be just as pivotal as the next. How do you manage to to move on from an experience like that, if if indeed you can? Well, I thought I'd gotten past it until I had kids of my own, you know. And then looking at them, I mean, I've I've barely ever tapped my son's hand for doing anything, you know, let alone, you know, beating him like up the street. Uh, I just can't imagine a world where anybody would do that to their child, but. You know, my take home from that was, well, that was a shining example of what not to be as a parent to your own kids. And Ethereal, what about for you? Can you think of a moment from your childhood that shaped who you are today? When my brother and I were growing up, our stepdad would always whip out the guitar and play all these Beatles songs, the same Beatles songs every freaking day. Especially, at, especially at um, family dinners and parties and stuff, and um, she'll be coming around to round the mountain when she comes, and um, will take me home country road, and we get so bored of it, and it's just like, oh no, not this again. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, what they say about karma: what comes around goes around. I didn't expect that I'd, I'd um, become a. <laughs> um, any instrument player one day and, and a musician but hey <laughs> this is normally a question that uh, I would ask later in the run but it feels an appropriate place to ask it now what do you think your 15 year old selves 
would think of you if they met you now? I've thought about this question and it's either a toss up between, you know, they'd either think like I was like this coolest person in the world or the lamest. There'd be no in between. What about yourself, Ethereal? What do you think your 15 year old self would think of you? Well, um, during my teens, that was a very difficult time because that's, that's when ever since puberty hit, that's when I started getting confused and, uh, and pissed off about life and everything like that. Like, especially confused about my own sexuality and, and my gender identity and that. So it's quite a personal question, actually. Like, yeah, um, trying to get too emotional right now, but like my 15 self would look at the way I'm, I am now and I'm just feel very proud and, you know. Do you think your 15-year-old self would be surprised? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, or no, unsurprised? Not, not surprised at all. Just I'm really happy that you know, I went, I decided to just like go with it. Mm. Transition in the See, I'm still learning because, you know, I've, I've, not always been around a lot of, um, you know, gay or trans people. I've been to a lot of countries in my life, like, you know, and only, only a few, like, as myself when I came out. But it seems like, no, no offence to British and English people, but, like, I just get this impression that in England, we all refer to each other as a biological selves right so when someone when someone um sees me or hears me they refer to me as what i was born as biologically mm. not not being respectful and and referring to me as my my preferred pronouns i get that a lot i've only ever known you as a woman so you know, it, it's it. I never misgender her. You know, by accident. Let them say what they want. Let them think what they want because it's their energy, not mine. I think as well. You know, it's all right. It's all very well and good saying their only words, but so's a lot of the tremendously bad ones. The N word, the C word. Any racial slur. Well, they're just, you know, you could you could argue that they're just words, but they're not other. I think that's a very good point. You're and, and and you're completely right. Words come with them a meaning. They come with them a history, and they come with them an intention. Mm-hmm. If they if they if they can hurt, you know, like we know they can do. Well, they're not just words. They're weapons, aren't they? You know, they're there to damage. And damage they do.
You know, yeah, a lot of people see me, they see the bald head, the tattoos, and they think I'm like some <laughs> Nazi or something. <laughs> but um, he's just a cute little steampunk. Do you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I, mean, I, I, I grew up in the 80s, you know, and there was a very, very awful view towards, um, you know, a, a lot of different walks of life, you know. And you kind of, you get brought up with your parents' views and it's as you grow a bit older. And I like to think growing up a bit and learning that, you know, the world would be a very, very grey and sad, sad place if everybody was just the same. If we could all just be aware about each other's mental health and not look down on each other because of our own mental health issues, and just use mindfulness, then we can actually learn to get on with each other. Still as adults, certainly as teenagers, as children, but very much as adults, we can often feel so alone and so isolated. How do you both feel knowing that music that you produce helps people who might be in some very lonely spaces feel less alone? Um, uh, for me, that's an achievement to be proud of, I think. Um, it's, it's all we can hope for to like think that it would hit, you know, a sizable audience and potentially help them through some shit. Definitely something to be enthused about and definitely something to aim to carry on working towards and hopefully inspire other artists to do the same. I just got a, a, a new flatmate um, moving in. So I was playing uh, the keyboard songs and, and, and singing and and um, he was telling me via, via uh, text how I made him cry and stuff because it was so, so soothing and so relaxing and it, it really it really hit him you know in the heart and everything and that's when he told me that he'd just split up with his girlfriend and how did that make you feel knowing that you were comforting to someone in a time of pain it reminded me that I'm <sighs> emotional mode again <laughs> Uh, it reminded me that I'm 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 doing the right thing and I shouldn't stop doing the music because you know there there have been times, especially during the lockdown, where I've thought like, am I really doing the right thing? Should I just do what everybody else is doing and get a nine to five job? But even even people who who are in um, nine to five jobs, even even they're struggling. Can you tell me who you're both listening to at the moment in your spare time? Um, Porty said quite a lot because I've just bought an electronic drum kit off how are you here? So I'm trying to like <laughs> learn the beats of them. And some of them are quite simple and easy, 
easy to play. So even you can from, see them there. For those of you listening to this, I'm being shown a rather nice, rather swanky electronic <laughs> drum kit. Elisa's Nitro kit. Very nice. Hi. So uh, 300 say, donuts. Yeah, from um, from that perspective, I've been listening to quite a lot of Portis so trying to copy the beats. Um, do you know what, what that, was that? Is that is that to do with the second album at all? Uh, one next album, even. Um, we no, not really. We don't want to tell them that yet. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't say that I'm doing it for that reason, but um, you know, it, it's just we're doing trip hop as as a duo, or band, or a project, or whatever you like to call us. Um, it would be handy to know and have a, you know, a base starting point of knowing how to play some trip hop drum beats. Mm. So yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we can just, you know, rip off a few more songs. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest though. Um I'd say the 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 most like played thing on my iPhone playlist is our album, Syndicate Sonatas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would listen to it and enjoy it if it if it wasn't us who made it. You know, I, I just I do like the songs. But that's a great attitude. And because if you don't enjoy it, how can Precisely. you ask other people to? Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was just listening to uh, Thai music because um, of my, my Thai roots, um, which is kind of like a sort of dancey, a um, little bit like, like Indian Indian music in some ways. Um, also, also listen to Lana Del Rey. Um, apart from that, um, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, writing writing new songs every day. So it's either that or or, um, or my own voice. We've got a new section on the podcast where I say to my guests, you've got two minutes and I can guarantee in that two minutes you can talk about whatever you want and I won't edit a thing. Um, and as there's two of you, I guess you can have two minutes each. I don't agree with these flame wars that DC has with Marvel. I mean, I've got a graphic novel collection that I'd put any comic book to shame, any comic book like... <laughs> Shot to shame, you know, two big massive like uh bookcases just full. It's got DC in it, it's got Marvel, it's got Vertigo, it's got Image, it's got Dark Horse, it's got ones I can't even remember the naming. Why deprive yourself of some good stories just because you're in one team or the other? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, I've got like a very extensive Batman collection and a highly expensive Spider Man one, so you know. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Do you want to that is such a good end. No, that's if you feel that that's your two minutes it's up. That's absolutely fantastic. Up, I'm you... the action figure collection. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at this little fella. Isn't it? That's not so good on a podcast. Here we go. 
And for those of you listening to this, I'm being shown Spider-Man figurines, which I imagine will probably cost rather a lot of money. This one did. It cost me 350 quid. Jeez. Yeah, that's called the hot time. It's insanity. Right then, Ethereal, would you like to have your two minutes to talk about whatever you want? There's no edit coming out. This is your space for your voice to be heard uncut. Okay, uh, so my topic is veganism. <laughs> so basically, um, when when I was young, when I, when I was younger, I I went deer hunting with my with my uh, with my younger brother and and my my dad. I'm not very good at uh, being pressured into time limits, but hey. Um, and when my father's friend shot that little deer dead, and I looked into his eyes. That was the day when I was like, <sighs> it, it changed me. But like, I, I still kept eating um, animal flesh and everything. And then, then the plant-based revolution started, and I got introduced to it about just over two years ago, thanks to a vegan friend. And uh, not very good on time limits, but um, I'd just like to encourage other people to at least try plant-based meat alternatives if they really do care about animals. What has cropped up in conversation, like as regards to like the band, what kind of um, you know message do we want to sort of give out? Well, mm. uh, you would love nothing more than to be able to send a you know very pro vegan message out. But I'm a complete carnivore, you know. If we was to do that as a unit, it's only going to be a matter of time before somebody snaps a picture of me walking out of Burger King with a big double XL cheese. <laughs> so we have to make it quite clear that the veganism side really is Yuri's thing, you know, mm. before anybody sort of like gets a bit confused at, you know, giving away like false messages or anything like that. Now, for those people who want to know more about you, where can they find you online? Most, if not all, of the major streaming uh, platforms. There's, um... I'd say, I'd say, simply just go to Google and type in "ethereal" and "elevated." Mm, yeah, and make sure that you spell "ethereal" and "elevated" correctly. Otherwise, you'd be like, "Huh?" Yeah, I mean, if it, yeah, she often gets called Ethel and <laughs> Ethel, <laughs> Ethel and. Ethel? <laughs> Ethel and the elevators. <laughs> now, we've been listening to clips of your music all the way through this episode, but we've been saving the best till last. And so I always ask my guests, what do you think would be the gateway song, the best song to introduce people into your catalogue that will make them really fall in love with you and stick with you? Okay. Are you ready to say this in three, two, one? Oh, we're going at the same time. Okay. Three, two, one. Mesmerize me. <laughs> I love how you um, did that together. <laughs> that that was the first one we collabed on. Yeah, um, and it's quite a quite a poignant song for both of us, really, lyrically with Yui and what she's done and what she's wrote about 
um, for me, it was like me coming back like into music after having like 10 years off. Um, it's going to be a song that I will never, ever forget. No, not one I, especially when I hated it for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't like it at first. <laughs> Ethereal and Ant O'Donnell, thank you so much for, for joining me here on In the Key of Q. It has been wonderful having you both as guests. I we want to sing you a song. It goes like this. Oh, Dan of Brixton. Oh, wow. Wow. Wrong. It's, first, it's the first time I've had a guest sing a song for me. <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode with Ant and Ethereal. Remember to listen to them on the usual streaming platforms and find links to their homepage in the show notes. We have exclusive Key of Q content over at patreon.com slash in the key of Q and there you can join other listeners by supporting the show's production costs for as little as five US dollars a month. Tell me what you thought about today's episode on social media using the hashtag queer music or email me direct on podcast at in the key of Q.com. And do rate and review the show on your podcast provider. It really, really helps. Our theme tune is by Paulie Nidu at unstoppablemonsters.com. And thanks to Paul Smith, our PR guru. And thanks also to Kaj and Murray for their support in making this episode. The show is presented and produced by me, Dan Hall, and made at Pup Media Consultancy. See you next Tuesday. Thank you.